0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Well, don't you look pretty, Jordan? No. You're a pretty little angel. <laughs> no. You are a pretty little angel. Everybody knows <sighs> that you're a pretty little... Look, you're such a pretty little angel, you're a regular Christopher Lloyd. Um. Did he play an angel? Yeah, and angels in the outfield. in the outfield. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I I'm not in the outfield. Yeah. I play shortstop. You are a pretty little angel. Thank you. It's uh, nice to see you in real life. This we're here fun. in the same room. A special occasion. We had a special guest, and we're like, oh, we're not yeah. going to relegate. Mm. We're not going to relegate this amazing
1: guest to Zoom yeah. like some chump, like some Chris Fairbanks. And then when the guest canceled, we kind of, we just stuck with it. Yeah. You know, we just <laughs> <stuck> <laughs> We'd with already it. booked the studio. Yeah, we've already got Kevin coming and everything to help out. Yeah, so it's a or, real like, we might as well. Yeah. I mean, it, not all, look, we already made the plans. I already got the babysitter just because Richard Kind isn't here doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Sure. You know what I mean?
2: But he could show up at any moment. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Much like Beetlejuice or the Candy Man. <laughs> <laughs> he really? <laughs> Don't say his name two more times. Or do.
1: God, what a dream it would be to be in a room that Richard Kind wandered into. Oh man. Just he just wandered in, "Hey guys. Nice to see you, Richard." <laughs> Have a sandwich. Don't mind if I do. Is what he would say. Should we just
2: introduce the guest and start podcasting?
1: Oh, oh our guest is a beloved. I'm ready. I'm, ready.
2: I'm, I'm champing or chomping. I forget which one it is.
1: A beloved guest on our program mm-hmm. and a beloved actor for all of America. And you know what? Points beyond. I'll tell you this right now, Jordan. My therapist was delighted to hear <laughs> that she's just as great in real life as she is on screen. I'm illicit. Your process is your process. Uh
2: Are you making the most of your time with your therapist?
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) You don't just try and amuse and impress your therapist the whole time?
2: (laughs) I try and be dry and unfunny. Okay. It's an
1: exercise. Our guest on the program is a star of numerous films and television programs. She single-handedly for a time carried the Jurassic Park franchise. (laughs) Um, She's second on the call sheet on the television show Archer after only me. She is one of the stars of a hilarious new television program called Reboot Our Pal, Judy Greer. Hi, Judy.
3: Hi.
1: What a joy to see you.
3: I want to say that again. Hi. Sure. (laughs) Can we get three more highs? Can we get three options? I felt like I limped in there. (laughs) You know
1: what? Let's get one that's just for you. Hi. Yeah, there we go.
3: Hi.
1: Kevin used the first one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Judy. I wanted to open up the discussion hole to the topic of, let's all open up our discussion holes.
3: Guys.
2: Here's your spade, Judy. <laughs> sure. Get the forceps. <laughs> Daddy's gaping the old discussion hole. God. What a nightmare. To the topic of memoirs. Yeah. I've been enjoying a memoir recently. Yes. Called, I Don't Know What You Know Me From. Oh! By Judi Greyer. Yeah.
3: Is that how you pronounce it?
2: Uh-huh. I've never, I've never heard the word out loud. I've only seen
3: it written. No, I'm, uh,
2: I'm really enjoying your memoir. It's oh my really, gosh, thank it's you. It's really great. And thank you. There's something that I just needed to ask you about before we, you know, keep going down the hole.
3: Okay, the discussion hole.
2: You give a very beautiful description of your hometown of Detroit, a mm. place I've always wanted to visit. Yes. And you say that you know it has a beautiful museums, a great music scene and a zoo that has, and these are your words, all the main animals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I
2: uh, I laughed at that for 45 minutes. I I fell down some stairs.
3: It does have all the main animals.
2: I would just like to know, in your mind, what are all the main animals? Like...
3: Like a tiger and a lion and a chimp Uh and a zebra. I don't remember if it had a giraffe. It definitely had a peacock. Um, oh, Judy! Bad
1: news. Bad news. Not just for you, but for the city of Detroit. Is the zoo gone. Giraffes are a main animal, and peacocks are not. Wait. Peacocks just should be wandering around botanical gardens.
3: I get, I got a list of the main animals once, and uh-huh. I thought I saw a peacock on there, now but that's
1: probably. A, it
3: might be a main animal in Detroit.
1: Detroit Public Schools is <laughs> passing out that list, and that's your problem there.
3: I definitely went to public school
1: (laughs) to be the only main animal
2: is the lion
3: the male lion
2: (laughs) thank
1: you jordan here's to you friend
0: thanks (laughs) nice to
1: be in person anyway i've got to go and find a new career (laughs) sure
3: um
2: (laughs) what is it like putting all of your like personal stuff down like that
3: Uh, it wasn't as great as i thought it would be when i said i would write this book and then and then I think it probably is a memoir, but that made me really uncomfortable when I kept talking about it. I was like, no, it's a collection of essays, but it's <laughs> but it's all about me, so I guess it's a memoir. But I was like, at the time, I think I was like maybe 40, maybe not even. I don't remember, but I was like, this not this, guys, this is not my memoir. Like, I'm halfway through my life, hopefully. But also, I had two—I still have two stepkids— so like, you know, I thought they might read it. I'm not convinced they have. But um they skimmed it. But uh, there was like um you know, I felt a little bit more like edity, especially at the time like they were both oh, living with us sure. and they were in school and like sometimes I felt like I had to be a little bit maybe more careful than than maybe I would
1: have. Which was a bigger concern, would you say? Hmm. That they would read your memoir and mm-hmm. learn something embarrassing, outray, you know, outrageous, something they could use against you, mm. uh, something like that.
3: Okay, that. Or?
1: Or that they would not read your memoir because they don't care.
3: Yes. The biggest concern was that I would write something that would embarrass them, what actually happened is I don't think either of them have read my memoir. <laughs> okay. And I think that, um, you know, I don't know. I wonder, I should ask them about it once. I know that they both have a copy.
1: Can you let them know that Jordan and I have both read your memoir? And <laughs> A lot
3: of people have read my memoir. We've never even
1: been to your house. <laughs> like, we don't just not live in your house.
3: No. Well, it's just, it was like definitely a timing thing too, because they were... I think in high school and maybe middle school. So those are just really selfish times for kids. I'll give them a pass. Yeah. Also, maybe it was weird to have a stepmom who was an actor. I don't know.
1: They were only reading memoirs of like Fallout Boy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hip
2: <laughs> reference. <laughs> and then Pete Wentz came up with the riff oh that would God. define a generation.
3: Pete Wentz. Like the uh, Laurie Metcalf talking about Pete Wentz on Hacks. Did you watch Hacks?
1: Yes. Laurie Metcalf on Hacks is just, (laughs) I mean, somebody said to me, like, there's not enough Laurie Metcalf on Hacks. And I think that that is a reasonable thing to say. But at the same time, there's a part of me that feels like asking for more would be disgusting, like (laughs) to not be satisfied with the perfect Metcalf moments that I received in watching that of just her grumping and wearing a flannel shirt.
3: I mean, it was incredible. What's the,
1: what's the, I haven't seen it. What's the Pete
2: Wentz? Thing?
3: Well, it's just like that she is the tour bus driver for Gene Smart's character, but she like drops Pete Wentz's name several times in the episode because she drove the tour bus for Fallout Boy and Pete Wentz gave her a nickname that she introduced herself as. And she just kind of was always like throwing his name around. And it was just so funny. And are you going to ever watch it? I here's my Not to put you on the spot. Here's my journey
2: with hacks. Okay. Yeah. I watched a couple eps and I'm like this is great. Everyone in this is awesome. Yes. I mean, Gene Smart, I know. what a treasure. A gift. Firing on old cylinders Jesse, uh maybe I think I don't know if this is on the show, but you talked about the fact that it's a
1: show about stand up where the stand up is actually convincing. Somehow Gene Smart does stand up, a not comic, not a comic turned actor, a non-comic does stand up on that show that seems like it's actually stand up. And so I watched a couple.
2: I really enjoyed it and then thought to myself... I will put this aside. I don't know if I can watch a show right now where the premise is it's hard to get a comedy writing job. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, it just wasn't hitting the way they intended. Mm -hmm. And we'll see Mm -hmm. how this year goes. And I got a lot of irons in the fire. (laughs) I'm developing so excited. A lot of meetings. And just there's some stuff coming out and I can't talk about it yet. So, yeah, this is why I have not watched Hacks. I have heard all of the shouting about Hacks, I believe it. Yeah. I will watch Hacks at a later date. Thank you.
0: Totally
3: fair. I feel like the Laurie Metcalf episode could stand alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I'll just watch the Metcalf app. Maybe if there's a, do you think too.
1: there might be a Metcalf megacut?
3: Oh. Ooh.
2: See, I, what's fun is you go on YouTube.
3: Do people do that?
2: I Well, they've done it with Steve Harvey's funniest reactions on Family Feud.
1: Well, I have something important to say about Steve Harvey. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> sure. Okay, so I was watching. Look, it's this is a lifestyle thing. I know that you're bu- you guys are busy. You don't have the time to sort of luxuriate the way that I do. But I was watching Celebrity Family Feud. I love Celebrity Family Feud, and the celebrities were not the
2: celebrityest. <laughs> sure, they run the gamut, but they were blink a patches on one.
1: Really? Yeah, he's on Drew Carey's team. Ah, what a dream. So, one of the celebrities was Jay Farrow. Mm-hmm. Which Jay Farrow's parents were a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I think his, I saw this one. His cousin did a very bad job. And then the other celebrity was Reese Darby from- Oh, yeah. Oh. I totally saw this one. Yeah. So, what- you, Reese Darby, folks probably know from Flight of the Concords or from Our Flag Means Death. A uh, Very delightful New Zealand comedian. And- I would say Steve Harvey did a four minute bit where he did like a little Lord Fauntleroy voice, <laughs> which he was bad at. Mm-hmm. He was not good at doing an English accent. He was clearly trying to do an English accent. And I was thinking, is Steve Harvey doing a meta joke? Or then I was like,
3: no. No, he just doesn't.
1: <laughs> And I was like, "This is a very odd moment because Reese Darby is just making a Reese Darby face, which is a sort of broad smile and slightly uncomprehending stare, and uh, that is his his comic signature, uh, something he's great at." And you can just see him; he's also thinking like. I'm maybe not that familiar with Steve Harvey sure. being from New Zealand. <laughs> like, is this man making fun of me, accusing me of being English? What's going on here? And it's a there's a real moment of like who's being mean to who, what's happening here? Uh, and Steve Harvey is complaining about how he can't understand what's going on. And there was a guy on Ree Starby's team who I'm gonna guess maybe was of Indian heritage, that is of India. And Steve Harvey ended the bit by just going up to him and saying, Hey man, you're the, and did a back and forth wave. You're the closest thing. What did he say? (laughs) And that bit was so good. I I forgave him for not understanding the difference between (laughs) England and New Zealand completely, 100%. That
3: that I will look for on YouTube.
1: Yeah. What's great about Steve Harvey, I mean, I know you're a nut, but, like, uh, you're a nut for Steve Harvey, that is. Yeah. Uh, But, like, what's great about Steve Harvey is he really captures the headlong energy of hosting a television show where you tape 12 of them every day. Right. Like, the... I'm just saying things, who cares
0: yeah, what it's happens. Just, it is both
1: manic and exhausted.
0: Yes. Like he <laughs>
3: exactly. probably shoots a whole season in a week.
2: Yeah. You're probably right. When
3: we did I did what was the one that Alec Baldwin hosted?
2: Oh, we, didn't yeah. he do like uh, a remake yeah, of a ten thousand dollar pyramid or something like that? Something like that. Yeah.
3: I did that one. And we shot they did like four episodes a day. Wow. He shot the whole season in a week. How did you do? Well, they give you a lot of alcohol on that one. What? <laughs> they got us so drunk. Wow. It was crazy. And I had to be there really early in the morning because I did the first two episodes. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was in my first episode. And he was drinking red wine at eight in the morning. It was so impressive. Wow. I had Irish coffee, but I think I did pretty good. A little more appropriate. I felt. Yeah. I felt
2: Neil DeGrasse Tyson's like, "Excuse me, I have to tweet why Interstellar couldn't
1: happen." <laughs> yeah. I'm really strongly anti Neil DeGrasse Tyson in- oh, and yeah, well, I mean, he he, he doesn't be, believe space exists. Yeah, <laughs> but we're all He's stars. He's what we call a no
2: spacer. <laughs> oh, a <and> no
1: spacer. <laughs> yes, that's right. Ooh. How could stars like
2: us exist? Were there no space? But
1: we're all stars. We're all made of stars. I think maybe uh, there there was some accusations that he had been like sexually harassing people. Okay, oh, yes, something like that. Bad. That, okay.
3: that I remember.
1: But I have to say that the reason I don't like him is
0: because Not of before
1: that. that was public <laughs> knowledge, we had him on Bullseye. And I, I asked him if he was ever unsettled or scared by the infiniteness of space. And mm. he said no or something. And I was like, oh, because sometimes when I think about it, like it, it kind of... And then he just made fun of me. <laughs> like he just picked on me. He pantsed you. I have yeah. a term
3: for that. What's that? My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: 100%. yeah. Like
3: if you sit and you really 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 let yourself go there mm-hmm. it's the space weird i get ocean
1: weirds oh jordan really yeah, yeah. you don't have to looking explain this at to sea, me <laughs> looking out at the sea really
2: distresses what kind of trenches me
3: down there <laughs> angler fish it's supposed to be all the main fish all the main fish
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a book my mom would
1: recommend to me it's Like you need to read all the main fish <laughs> it's a new joel osteen book um, all the main fish, all the main loaves. Right.
2: <laughs> Back to the topic of memoir. Yes. Um, Judy, I would say that your memoir is the best I've read this year.
3: Second wow. best. Wow.
2: Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Okay.
3: Is it okay. many green lights or just one?
2: I think it is plural, okay, Green Lights. Okay.
3: It's about... It's a
1: complicated
2: wait, metaphor. Wait, wait, me, the- <laughs> wait, let me guess. Let's see if you can unpack Hold it.
3: Hold on. Hold on. No, you go ahead. It's about I'm- all the <laughs> m-
1: movie pitches that he's put over the top by attaching his name.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> no, it's, you listen, Jesse,
2: it's about those times in your life where the universe tells you go. 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 Just so go. Funny. I don't you know, know what? what's
3: out it there. It never occurred to me that it was greenlighting a project ever, ever, ever until this minute. I always was like, oh, it's got to be about. I, it is.
2: He never atta- He never likens it to the
1: filmmaking
3: oh. process. I
1: would imagine if you're Matthew McConaughey, the filmmaking process is a sort of transparent one because you just kind of wander in. Matthew McConaughey a little, everybody says thank you, and then they approve the movie.
2: And McConaughey is very open about that. And and I think your your book and his book share something that I really liked, and it doesn't do that memoir thing where th- where the person doesn't make a sweaty attempt to make themselves seem like an outsider or that they've had it tough. Like, you're both honest about the struggles you've had, but there's no, like, work done to kind of artificially, you know... Put themselves in a underprivileged position that they weren't in. McConaughey
1: is everybody knows
2: McConaughey and Greer haven't made in the shade. No, I don't think that's what they're saying. They're not saying like they're talented.
1: They're gorgeous.
2: They're charismatic. But McConaughey is like you know. Hey, I've always been good looking. I've always been popular. I won some contest called like Texas's best boy <laughs> when he was nine. He's like <gasps> the best boy in Texas. And I don't know what. Best boy?
3: <laughs> he's an electrician? He's an electrician. Yes, that he's a grip. Is good some union Hollywood job. Hollywood humor. Um, <laughs> and my kids, where they went to middle school and maybe even high school, I think it was maybe high school, in their yearbook, there was, you know, like best actor, best hair, best smile, but there was a category of best all around. Best all around. <laughs> that that one, <laughs> one lucky man and one lucky young woman, they would get best all around. Like I was voted Mike Trout wins. I was voted best all around. Best. Like that's like Matthew McConaughey winning best boy in best Texas.
2: Boy, Texas's best boy. Oh my God. Um
3: I can't wait till uh, I ever... But you've
2: you've worked with them. You, yes! You've you have positive McConaughey
3: feelings? So positive. I have two magical stories about him. I mean, working with him was super fun. He was awesome on set. He was all the things you wanted him to be. He was, like, like drinking, like, fresh yerba mate out of, like, the silver thing with the straw and being like, hey, like, shows up in pajama bottoms and Uggs. I mean, this is, like, a long time ago, by the way, so... I haven't seen him in years and years, but this was like way He's back. He's probably
1: still wearing the pajama me. pants,
3: right? We did this table read at the Roosevelt Hotel for the movie. It's called The Wedding Planner. We did a table read and I valeted my car. I was a child and I didn't, I didn't have enough money to get my car out of the valet because I didn't know to ask to have it validated and yada yada. So I was really embarrassed and I went to the ATM to take out cash to get my car out of the valet and I didn't even have enough money in my bank account. This is like like an
2: early role for you, right? Like this is one of your first.
3: I didn't even have enough money in my bank account to take it. I was like, I'm going to. I guess I'll surrender my car to the Roosevelt Hotel. Like,
1: <laughs> can I work it off? Uh, can I pull I, towels by the pool? I... They throw you a hairnet <laughs> and a sponge. They
3: just make me like valet for an hour right. to work off. the. So I go, of course, also pre-cell phone. I have to find a pay phone. I call my friend Sean Gunn, you know. Uh, he's an actor, an old friend of mine. So I call Sean Gunn and I'm like, dude. I need you to fucking sober up wherever you are. And like, (laughs) you gotta come and get me out of the Roosevelt Hotel. I can't get my car out. I don't have any money. Okay, this does tie back to Matthew McConaughey because his like driver overheard me on the phone and like gave me $20. So I could get my car out, and so then I was like, "I will pay you back. I swear to God, I will pay you back." And so, so at work, the like first day, I like had twenty dollars to give to Matthew, and he was like, "He's like, please, like you're not giving me twenty dollars." And then my second sweet story, he's like, "I am
1: very rich. I I have as much yerba mate as I want
3: (laughs) out of the special
2: yerba mate cup. They gave me five million dollars when I won Texas's best boy.
3: (laughs) I'm the best boy in Texas. (laughs) My entire." Well, life boys. is
1: roller skating downhill.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I also am pretty convinced you probably thought I was so poor because when we wrapped the movie one night, there used to be at the Chateau Marmont, like a little side bar called Bar Marmont. And it was really pretty. They had like butterflies everywhere. Anyway, fake butterflies. But um, I was in there having drinks one night with a girlfriend of mine and Matthew walked in and he was at the far end of the bar and he was there with friends and we waved at each other. And then he like paid our whole... Yeah. Come
0: on. Which
3: also unrelated yes. was the day I begged my friend to go have a drink with me. I really felt like going out. I had a wild hair and she had like her test for Mensa the next morning or something. <laughs> and she was like, I can't. I can't be hungover for my because because Mensa test. I can't. Gina Davis I'm like, is going to
2: roll me. <laughs> I'm
3: like, I have my Mensa test and I was like, yeah, but like you're smart. Like you're going to get into Mensa. Or not like, <laughs> like, like, I don't think it'll matter if you've had a drink with me. And I fully talked her in to going. We had many drinks paid for by one Mr. Matthew McConaughey and she did not get into Mensa.
2: Wow. Do you wow. only get the one chance?
3: Well, she told me you can only take the test like one time. Wow.
1: So that's McConaughey's fault.
3: McConaughey's fault that my old friend didn't get into Mensa.
1: I'm writing a letter to Matthew McConaughey
0: about this. <laughs> is that, uh, that
3: if in the If he
0: wants
1: to be my governor,
0: he's going to have to.
2: So it is not in the book, but something that is that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is that he has these, there are these little chunks outside the narrative where McConaughey. Like the David Foster Wallace.
3: Kind of. Like favorite cookie recipe. No. Like list of 10 movies to watch if you're like, Home Alone. Uh-huh. No,
2: these are great. Geez, I would love all of this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Home Alone, not on the list.
2: <laughs> what
3: to pack for a long weekend? I just got Home Alone. <laughs> not on
1: the list. Judy, do you think that you could become Matthew McConaughey's literary agent?
3: <laughs> we love the first 100%. draft. We love the first draft.
1: So these
2: are like supposed to be like bumper stickers or t shirt slogans or oh. like nuggets to live your life by and i listened to this on audiobook and mcconaughey delivers these with such enthusiasm and with such an earnest laugh at the end like he just fucking thought of it for a second you forget that they don't make any sense at all (laughs) so and i i was i love the book i had such a fun time with it and these things are a big part of it because they're so earnest, and I could tell he believes them, but I just don't know what some of them mean. So, what I wanted to do is, I wanted to present a quiz. Okay. I'm going to give you three quotes. One of them is from Matthew McConaughey's book. <laughs> you get a point if you guess which one it is, and then you get a point if you can explain what he was trying to say. <laughs> Jesse? Yeah. You'll go first. Which Thank of these you. quotes is from Matthew McConaughey's book? Like jazz, I prefer to see life as a river. When the ball's in your court, ask the coach where he got his whistle. (laughs) I've never been invited to a monster mash, but if I was, you'd better believe I'd ask that fish man if I could dump a beer into those
1: neck holes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I'm going to talk this through real quick. Yeah, talk it out. Yeah, I think the monster mash thing, obviously, monster mash season is right over the horizon. Whereas this book is designed to be evergreen, uh, he wouldn't want to date it. So uh, I'm going to, I mean, he would want to date the Fishman if he had the chance, but um, not real. So, uh, yeah, I, I his interest in shape of watering a fishman aside, I think that one's not real. Uh, what was that second one again? Uh, when the ball's in your court, ask the coach where he got his whistle. Okay, so...
3: Oh, that's a th- that's the second one. I thought the first two were one whole Ah, one. no, so
2: the first, I'll... Okay. Happy to like
3: clarify. Like a
1: monster mash coach? I
3: thought <laughs> that was a long analogy ending with the whistle. Okay.
2: No, uh, but, okay. first one is, like jazz, I prefer to see life as a river.
1: Okay, so I'm going to say that the real one is when the ball's in your court, ask the coach where he got his whistle because, and I'll tell you why this is... Yeah. Just so you know, Judy, it's because when you have the opportunity to make a move, like when the light is green mm-hmm. in front of you, when the ball is in your court, mm-hmm. you can't let an authority figure try and control your life. Right. Like you, oh. ha- when you see your opportunity, oh. you have to say to that coach, like, why do you think that you can tell me What to do when I've got the ball and I'm about to shoot a slam dunk. I'm sorry, Jesse. The real quote is, like jazz, I prefer to see life as a river. Well, that makes sense, too. I mean, (laughs) what is Pharaoh Sanders if not a whitewater enthusiast? Oh,
2: yes. Sorry, Jesse. No points for you. Judy, this one's for you. Oh
0: Okay.
2: The outlaw don't live on the edges. He lives in the center, cruising through the slipstream.
3: That one. (laughs) Sorry. I'll read the other two.
2: (laughs) Down on Paps farm, all you needed was a horse, a rope, and the wisdom to know the difference.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That one's my favorite.
2: (laughs) You'll never see a cowboy eat, and no one knows why. My theory is that those fuckers have photosynthesis, and they're just not telling anyone. (laughs) You still want to go with the first one? I do. You're right. You're absolutely (laughs) right. The answer is the outlaw don't live on the edges. He lives in the center, cruising through the slipstream. Any theories as to what he was talking about?
3: Uh, I just can hear his voice saying that Mm -hmm. the outlaw don't live in the center. He cruises.
1: No, he don't live on the edges. He does live live in the center. center. That's where the damn slipstream is, Judy. Little Judy, good shoes. I don't know. know, Doesn't know anything about outlaws like us, Jordan.
3: Outlaws don't live in that. They live in the center. Like they're not afraid of anything. If you, if you. If you want to get something, you better go and get it mm-hmm. and yes. not, and like make a commitment and be passionate and don't, as my, I think dad said this, don't pussyfoot around, mm-hmm. get it, yeah. take it.
2: Plan that wedding. Two points for Judy. Two points for Judy.
3: Mm-hmm. Woo! Jesse,
2: this one's for you. Mm-hmm. Life is not a popularity contest. Be brave. Take the hill. But first answer the question. What is my hill? Wow. If you take the word impossible and put an apostrophe in it, you get
1: I'm impossible. Mm -hmm. I think Judy just had an orgasm (laughs) 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 thinking about the possibilities of her life.
3: I just, it's apostrophes get me really excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Third answer. I'm the same with semicolons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forgive Tim Allen for making the Santa Claus. To suggest that you could kill Santa by pushing him off a roof is ludicrous. I know that the only way to kill the Christmas beast is by separating the head from the body and burying it behind my shed. Right.
1: Well, I mean, the third one. Fun. The it is third fun. one feels. It is fun. Like, I understand why you would suggest that McConaughey would say that. It feels more Clooney-ish to me. Right. I'm talking super hunks. Where are the first two again?
2: life is not a popularity contest be brave take the hill but first answer the question what is my hill
1: i mean that would look good on a t-shirt what's the second one
2: if you take the word impossible and put an apostrophe in it you get i'm possible i'm gonna
1: say enough to work it's just crazy enough to work i'm gonna say that it is the second one and i'll tell you why matthew (laughs) mcconaughey obviously seems impossible That's probably a big challenge in his life is it seems seems unbelievable that a man so handsome and charismatic could exist, that a man could seem to care so much and so little at the same time, that a man (laughs) could just breeze into a room with a yerba mate and get all those films greenlit. Mm -hmm. And so for him, his great work in life, other than the wedding planner, is... (laughs) to just simply establish that he is real? I'm sorry, Jesse. No, it was actually the first one.
2: Oh uh,
3: my God, the hill. I would have bet my house it was the impossible.
2: That's mm-hmm. actually, fun fact,
1: that was Pitbull. Pitbull oh,
0: said that.
2: Pitbull.
1: Thank you. Now, what... In the third one, that was DJ Khaled? That was DJ Khaled. Yeah. Uh, So we
2: have one last question. We have a tiebreaker that could be a lot of fun. Uh, I think, Judy, you've already basically taken this home, so this is just for fun at this point. Uh, The next quotes. When you can design your own weather, blow in the breeze. Sometimes the sock comes before the shoe. The
1: first one was Gru, I think.
2: (laughs) The minion's dad. Yeah. Sometimes the sock comes before the shoe. When I'm feeling sad, I curl up into a little ball and pretend
1: I'm a banana. Bananas aren't balls, you say. Well, now who's being the asshole? Yeah. I don't. Do you think that Matthew McConaughey would ever call us an asshole?
3: In person, as a joke. Yeah. What's number two? Uh,
1: Sometimes the sock comes before the shoe.
3: I mean, doesn't it always?
1: Well, if you're Matthew McConaughey, you kind of do your own thing. I'm not
3: even wearing a sock. Me neither. Judy's, Judy's wearing club.
1: fucking Dodgers Crocs.
3: Dodgers, Dodgers Crocs! <laughs> Let's
2: go God Dodgers! Damn it. God damn uh, what's it. What's the first one again? Uh, when you can design your own weather, blow in the breeze.
3: I think I might go with I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> was really cool. <laughs>
1: um,
3: that was Honestly,
1: something. that's my favorite thing that's happened in the last three years on Jordan. Yes, <laughs> Sorry. fans clip out the noise and I, put a fat beat
2: behind just it
3: felt like a cow chewing mm-hmm. in the uh, I want to go with number one
2: you're absolutely right when God you can design damn. your own weather blow
1: in the breeze
2: God uh, damn. you've already won but if you want to take a crack at explaining it you can
1: I mean that one really doesn't make any sense that is completely unhinged
3: I think he's saying like let the universe guide you man
1: blow in the yeah. breeze oh yeah. I see like he designs his own weather
3: You know these are all fun. Uh-huh the jazz one I particularly liked because
2: it's really good.
3: It's so, so ridiculous <laughs> yeah. I will be listening to this book. In fact, I may download it on our break so that yeah. I can start yeah. it on my drive home.
2: Uh, for bonus points, Ooh. how long into the audiobook do you think it is before he calls a
1: drink a libation? <laughs>
3: three minutes 45 seconds
1: Jesse I'm going eight minutes and 14 seconds
3: guys
2: Four hours fifteen minutes. He restrains himself what? from calling a drink a libation, and it's five hours twenty minutes before he refers to someone he's dating as a lover. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? The fucking restraint
1: on Makana.
3: But
2: control.
0: you know
3: that could have been his editor.
2: That yeah, you're right. Good I mean, editor. not
3: that I don't want to give it to him. Yeah, but it could have been his editor.
1: Speaking as friend. his lit agent. <laughs>
3: as his new lit agent.
1: Yeah, he's oh got my some God. pitches. Got some pitches. We to guys offer. want
2: to uh, download Matthew Conahey's audiobook and then come back for another segment?
1: Yeah, I'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: <laughs>
1: it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. A Jordan Morris boy detective. Now every episode of Jordan Jesse Go is supported by the members of Maximum Fun. That's folks who've gone to maximumfun.org/join to support this show and all the Max Fun shows that they listen to with a few bucks a month. We're very grateful to all of you. Our salute to the fallen heroes, which is those maximum fund members who have died in the line of duty uh, like putting in their credit card information or whatever
2: (laughs) it's perilous yeah perilous killed by an (laughs) autofill
1: they're just killed by that part where like you put in your whole address and then it says did you mean and it's because you didn't put in the plus four on your zip plus four
2: right yeah there wasn't a space after east or something Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah our thanks this week also to magic spoon now Magic Spoon, you've heard us talk about this product on the program before. It is one of my faves. Uh, As you probably know, I like to eat it for breakfast. I like the peanut butter flavor. Jordan likes to eat it as a late night sweet treat. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite sweet treat? The cookies and cream? Maple (sighs) waffle?
2: I mean... There's not a stinker in the Magic Spoon lineup. If you ask me, I just did a little blueberry this weekend, had a real fun time with that. Uh, Cinnamon's great, cookies and cream, peanut butter, of course. Uh, There's so many awesome flavors. And speaking of, uh, Magic Spoon just recently brought back two super popular flavors, cookies and cream and maple waffle. They're permanent. When these flavors were first introduced for a limited time, they sold out extremely quickly. And we are letting you know that they're back for good. Uh, Yeah, I really like both cookies and cream and maple waffle. Super tasty. And hey, it's got zero grams of sugar, 140 calories, 13 to 14 grams of protein. Uh, That's great because you eat a bowl of cereal and you feel full. Yeah. Which is a nice feeling.
1: That's incredible. I mean, that is like the amount of protein that's in like a protein shake. Like if you're out there in your bodybuilding... Get yourself some Magic Spoon. And I know there's a lot of builders out there in the Jordan Jesse Go audience. I know that there's a lot of folks who are going for bulk and you're going to need to add a lot of calories to this because there's not a ton of calories in Magic Spoon, but there's all that protein you need for after workouts. Uh, I guess I'm only talking to Stuart
2: Wellington. (laughs) Yeah, get maple waffle jacked with Magic Spoon. (laughs)
1: Go to magicspoon.com slash JJGo to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code JJGo at checkout to save $5 off your order.
2: And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com slash jjgo and use the code jjgo to save $5 off.
1: Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We're also supported this week by the folks over at Trade Coffee. Now, when it comes to coffee, everybody likes something different, okay? Everybody likes different notes. Everybody likes different roasts. Everybody likes different preparations. Jordan, you're one of the pod people.
2: Yeah, so I use a uh, I use a pod. I just kind of make a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm not somebody who drinks the whole pot, so I, I what I like to do is I like to buy myself some grounds. I like to fill my reusable pod, make my one cup in the morning. But yeah, some coffee just isn't for that. It's it's for a different amount. So what I like so much about trade coffee is you you get in there, you take their fun 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 coffee quiz. I let them know I'm a pod brewer. If you're not, you let them know how you brew. Maybe you're a, I got the chemistry set type. Uh, Maybe you got a Mr. Coffee you're filling every morning. Let them know how you drink it and what you like. Do you like something sweeter? Do you like something bolder? Are you adding cream? Are you adding sugar? These are all questions you'll answer on the quiz and they will send you a bag of coffee that will kick your ass with deliciousness.
1: Yeah, my wife is a real coffee snob. She's a pour-over coffee preparer. We got the burr grinder. We got the ceramic pour-over cup thingy filter deal. I don't know what it's called. Look, I'm I'm not- It's a deal. It's some deal. It's She's got the deal. She's got her special mug. She's got the little special water boiler that gets it to the right temperature. She puts a, burrs it up. She puts it in there. She pours the thing. And she loves her trade coffee too in fact there is now a jordan jesse go collection
0: yeah so if you want
1: to check out jordan's pod coffee or the fancy pour over coffee or or whatever kind of roaster flavor profile you like you can check out our collection of special stuff that their folks have helped us choose so if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home. It's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com jjgo. That's drinktrade.com slash jjgo for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: Uh, Judy Greer, America's best friend.
1: God knows she's America's
2: mine. America's lucky. America's lucky. <laughs> l- we're lucky in this country. Oh. USA, I, mean, I say.
1: to some extent it speaks to the paucity of friends I see more than once every five years, but I would certainly say that
3: you're my best friend. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jordan.
2: We're we're colleagues. No, you're my best friend, too. I need a ride to the airport, by the way.
3: (laughs) That's funny. You should ask. (laughs) I don't have a car. (laughs) Oh,
2: no. This fucking hotel kept it. Well, I need a friend to walk with me to the airport because it's at
1: night and I'm scared. Yeah.
3: It's scary out there. It is scary.
2: (laughs) I mean, LAX,
1: worse than any haunted house. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. You said it. Uh, I mean, when you're talking about Spirit Airlines, Mm -hmm. is that an airline? No, that's a. It Halloween is a, no, Spirit Airlines. Spirit is a, that is Same a, company. Okay.
3: <laughs> and they have, yeah, Halloween Town. Spirit was the one I would have to fly to the Midwest. Oh. Visit my Midwestern family.
1: You know, one time I flew to, was it Detroit? Might Ooh. have been Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to get there. And I have never felt more like a king than when, I posted on social media, what is the best way to fly to such and such place? And our friend Rob Cordry DM'd me and he said, here's what you do. You buy a ticket on, I'm going to say Braniff, but it wasn't Braniff, but it was a Braniff-like airplane brand that has since stopped flying but truly like a TWA, a Braniff. It was one of these that was Mm -hmm. just barely still existed.
3: Northwest.
1: Yeah. He said, buy your ticket and then for 75 bucks, you can upgrade to business class. And I have never felt more like a king than to have television and films Rob Corddry give me the secret to upgrading on a flight to either Philadelphia or Detroit. I don't remember which. (laughs) The worst part about flying on Spirit Airlines is when you're... You're seated next to one of those 12 foot
2: skeletons and they're man spreading. <laughs> <sighs>
1: those fucking skeletons. Oh boy, those 12 foot skeletons. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, uh, phone calls, we get them sometimes, right?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Judy, you you probably already know this about us because we're your best friends, but. Obviously. Uh, on our show, a lot of people think that it's just a bunch of bullshit that we didn't even prepare for, and um, we're lucky that anyone listens. But the honest truth is that we work really hard and have a lot of great ideas. Nope. <laughs> One of the mm. things is that we do a lot of our own segments that have their own premises, that's and true. it's not just people calling in with something they wanted to tell us about and then pretending it's a segment on our okay. show. Okay. that's what it is. Um, It's different ideas that we have mm. that our audience recognizes and loves, like this mm. person. Hey, boys, it's Connor from Vancouver calling with another installment for your long-running segment, Dumb Raps on Expensive Cars. If you remember my previous entry, it was Charizard
0: on a McLaren.
1: This time it's an all-over wrap of that stupid fucking, like, Corgi face print on, like, a Ferrari coming out of an artist's loft building.
0: Have a good one.
1: First of all, this guy's energy is out of control. (laughs) The vibes on this man calling us... They may exceed the volume of vibes of a corgi wrap on a Ferrari.
3: Am I wrong? W R A P wrap. Rap. Am I wrong for oh. not hating that? Is that good? Mm. I don't know. I literally don't know what he's talking about. So, you know, I know a, what a Ferrari is. I know what an artist loft is.
1: <laughs> That's what I didn't know.
3: I know what a corgi is. A,
1: a vinyl wrap. Like when they. Put Kinko's logos all over a Scion XB.
3: Oh, like, yeah, like if they let you drive a car, but you have to, like, say you use Boost Mobile all over it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Although, you know, you can also do it just to, you know, it's it's not just for that, but uh, you can use it just instead of paint or whatever. Right. Um, A lot of those cars that are matte black have a vinyl wrap rather than being repainted. Oh. But yeah, this one has a Corgi. No, I feel like I would like it if it was a Husky. That's a fun dog.
2: So
3: someone has put a Corgi wrap on a McLaren?
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like.
2: You know, I think I'll, I'll amend it and say that I like it if it's not about Bitcoin, which it might be.
1: Yeah, it's probably about Bitcoin.
3: Corgi related to Bitcoin? It's,
2: again, I'm, listen, I'm not the guy to talk to about this. I like reg coin, mm-hmm. regular coins. Mm-hmm. Love them. I like wheat pennies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, oh, those chocolate coins you get at Hanukkah celebrations geld-hmm, <laughs> <Delt. laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, I think the Corgi is kind of a meme, so I think they like to attach memes to Bitcoin NFT stuff, so this might be this guy's
1: bitcoin. I'll say this, I'll say this. I was taking my wife to the car dealership, not to brag, but she'd had a few recalls on her vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking my wife to the car dealership, and as we turned to get on to the one ten North Freeway to Pasadena, of course, Jordanstown. Hmm. Jordan's the honorary mayor of Pasadena.
3: Are you the best boy of Pasadena? <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> well, I mean the ballots are out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so if you're out there and you're listening,
3: <laughs> you have three months to vote. If yeah,
2: that's right. Then I get to own the breakfast burrito shop, Lucky Boy. Oh because wow! I
0: am the best you get boy. to own
1: the Lucky Boy. That's hopefully but only at lunch though you have to buy the you have to buy the burgers <laughs> right Which are only okay no they make those uh they make those breakfast burritos
2: all day oh great but i've one i like better now it's at kings
1: anyway. oh
2: <laughs> well
1: i go to beeps so <laughs> should we just list uh, breakfast burrito places like weirdly old timey drive through fast food restaurants and <laughs> oh, yeah, got one.
3: <laughs> ooh I, I still like mcdonald's yeah <laughs>
1: sorry as we were getting on the freeway my wife yelled car dog mm-hmm. and pointed <laughs> that's that kind of campy old sean connery sci-fi movie right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Car dog. laughs> and uh i'm i'm here car dog <laughs> i'm the car dog now <laughs> so <laughs> he's dead right yeah he okay. passed he yeah. passed away RIP. <laughs> rest in peace to apparently a shitty guy <laughs> we learned i'm with the car
3: dog
2: in hell now
3: <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> is that your is that your New Zealand accent?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Yep.
3: yep, yep. <laughs> yop,
1: yop, <laughs> yop, yerp. <laughs> That's your beat generation right. accent, <laughs> yop. So Talk you car dog. She pointed, just like a like a stunned. She had no. She had lost further words. Oh, and across the street there was. I'm going to say a Toyota Avalon, a full-size sedan. And there was a Husky laying prone across the roof Beautiful. of the car. It was the greatest, the single greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And you know, Jordan, how strongly I feel about roof dogs, mm-hmm. which are dogs that are on top of the of roofs of... Of houses, typically.
3: Oh, my God. But all she could get out was car dogs. (laughs) Car (laughs) dogs. Because what more need be said? Mm. Wow. Where was it? It was parked.
1: It was parked. It was in a driveway.
3: And the husky had somehow managed to get on top of the roof of the car. And
1: was laid out fully prone. Like a sphinx. Luxurious.
3: Oh, my God.
1: Like a sphinx atop. A Toyota Avalon. You're
0: so lucky.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, this is what I say. Like, a lot of people think that, you know, the luckiest people are, you know, our movie stars or whatever. People who need people. Yeah, really, I'm the one who's roller skating downhill. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, seeing a car dog. Mm-hmm.
1: There used to be a roof dog that lived in my neighborhood, but I think he's probably dead oh, by now.
3: he fell off that roof, didn't he? Oh, roof dog.
1: Just old age, you know? Just old age. Join me in hell, roof dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Yerp.
2: Kevin, we got another uh, call in there?
1: Jordan, Jesse, uh, hi. I'm calling in for your long-running segment, uh weird banners scene at British Roundabout's um i uh was driving over a roundabout and I, in in england and i saw a, a banner uh that said uh, say no to cuck sty say no to cuck hyphen sty s t y e mm-hmm.
0: um
1: and i do i don't think i think i think cuck should be free roaming i don't think we should Put them in the sty. Um, love the show. Love you guys. Thanks. Love you too. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Colin. Mm-hmm. Probably, right? Seems like. Sounds about right. Four out of five. It's his name's Colin. Here's the thing. Here's my concern. I mean, if you're getting cucked, you're not really in a position to say no to the sty. Right. Like, well, that's part of the thing.
2: But. I mean there's I think there's a certain amount of negotiation that goes on vis-a-vis cucking. So Do you want
1: advance consent on styes to be part of the cuck thing.
2: Right. It's like, you know, you're like, "All right, honey, uh-huh. loving loving partner. Yeah. I'm a wee little
1: limp dick baby and I need right. to go in my pen while you Yeah. You know. And the guy says, how do you like knowing that I'm filling your wife better than you ever will? Eat that slop. Sure. <laughs> While well, you're out there in the sty.
2: Yeah. So
3: it could just be. not an eye sty?
1: Oh, it, it might could be. be. It could be. This could be like an.
3: I'm just putting it out there.
1: Yeah. this I think it's worth putting out there. This could just be that someone needs a cream. Sure right, or I mean sometimes... someone does need a cream here. There's no doubt about that, but someone may need an eye cream. Sure. Yeah. okay, someone may need a medical eye cream here,
3: right, right, yeah. and maybe there's a really bad one,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I personally love a free-range cuck, <laughs> where they're just yeah. out there. Yeah, well, the the yolks are yellower. Sure, right. That's nice because of their diet, running free.
3: Almost orange. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. That's yeah. why you got to get those local cucks at your farmer's market. Yes. Yeah. Local cucks. Local- <laughs> Think globally, cuck locally. <laughs>
3: Similar to something I said on a
1: previous episode. I
3: want to change my nickname. Oh, <laughs> Don't sure. Local cuck. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fine. Good enough.
2: Why, Why not? says local cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby boy.
3: Get that sty away from me. <laughs> oh, my eye. Oh, my... my eye. Oh, does your eye hurt?
2: Should we uh, go to the uh, eye wash station and then uh,
1: come back for more? Hello, it's me. I'm Eddie back to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> that was that guy talking. Love that guy. We'll be back <laughs> in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La,
0: la, la,
2: la, 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 la. Oh my gosh. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture trivia podcast,
1: Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play games like motivational speeches. It goes a little like this Riley, give us an improvised motivational speech why people should listen and subscribe to Troubled Waters.
2: I look around this ad, and I see a lot of potential to listen to comedians such as Jackie Johnson and Josh Gondelman, and they need you to get out there and listen to them attempt to figure out sound rebus clues or determine if something is a Game of Thrones character or a city in Wales.
1: I have chills. I'm going to give you 15 points. All that and so much more on Troubled Waters. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts.
0: La, 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 la. Hey there, beautiful people! I'm Travell Anderson,
1: and I'm Jared Hill.
2: We are the hosts of Fantai, the show where we have complex and complicado
1: conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have. Some problematic feelings about.
2: Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive
0: question mark Uh-oh.
2: aspects of gentrification? We get into that too. Every single Thursday. You can check us out at maximumfun.org. Listen, you know you want it, honey, so come on and get it. <laughs> Period.
0: La, 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 la.
1: It's Jordan Jesse, go. Oh, I'm Jesse Thorn, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective,
3: and Judy Greer, America's best friend.
1: Okay, so Judy, your show's called Reboot. Yes. It, the premise of the program is that it's a reboot of like a late '90s, early 2000s, broad, full multi-camera, house. full housey yes. kind of yes. thing. Yes. Uh, but it's a it's a behind the scenes show about the the people making that. Reboot. Yes. Your show's got we're looking at Keegan Michael Key. Yep. Paul Reiser. Jackass from the movie Jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got uh, Rachel Bloom. Yeah. Past Jordan, Jesse Go guest Rachel Bloom. Am I leaving people out? I feel like there's even Kalen more. Worthy. Oh my.
3: This is
1: It's obscene. The wattage. I know. The wattage in the program is obscene. I know. It sickens me. Thank you. I was actively angered. It's
2: very
3: funny. It <laughs> mm-hmm. I think as
2: of the release of this program, it is now on your Hulu machine. Yes. Yeah. We got to watch a few advanced apps Ooh. and we laughed like a couple of dorks because <laughs> it's
1: so good. Now all we do, Jordan, our like main thing now is loading up our Hulu apps that we got to see ahead of everyone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Thanks, That's Hulu. Our lifestyle.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should be, are you by any chance Academy members?
1: Yeah. I am oh. because I, but I I wasn't until I won one, and then they have to make you one. Dude. So, yeah. Sorry, I won six.
0: Dude.
1: I can help you out with a SAG award or a WGA award if
2: you
0: want. Also, one of
1: those. my dad is cable ace. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in that too. <laughs> I
3: just like the app, <laughs> the app on my TV. can. And...
1: do you get a Television Academy
3: app that I'm shows talking, you the shows? No, I'm talking about the Academy of Motion Picture. Mm.
1: Fucking Christ. That one. This is some Jurassic Park bullshit. <laughs>
3: There's an app now, and you can put it on, like, because every TV is so smart now, and so then, like, all the movies are just on it. So you don't have to get buckets of DVDs anymore. This is why DVDs people anymore. hate
1: coastal elites.
2: Yes. We're gonna be watching the Fablemans next week. <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. car, dog. <laughs> car dog. I'm gonna see it before
3: anyone Help else. Be car dog. <laughs> uh,
2: Judy was the. Uh, there's a really funny. They like do flashbacks to the old show that they're. Oh my god! And you got to shoot a fucking yeah. Like, TGIF Friday night. Yeah. Sitcom intro. Yeah. Was that the most fun ever?
3: It was so fun. And it was—I think it might have been also our first day of work or something—but it was so fun and funny. And doing anything like cheesy yeah. uh, is always a good time. I
1: have a serious show business question that one of the two of you might know. You worked on a regular sitcom f- for a minute when you first got to LA. You worked yes. on Living with, Livin with Fran
2: on Living with Fran. my first Ooh. PA job, starring Fran Drescher. It yeah. was her big comeback sitcom. She was, was lovely. I've mm-hmm. heard.
3: Nice things. Yes,
2: was very sweet and could just fucking nail those sitcom jokes. Yeah. It was
3: Cancer Schmancer.
2: Yes, the name of her <laughs> memoir, <laughs> which maybe
3: I'll read next. No.
1: <laughs> Judy, I don't know if you ever actually worked on a I don't know if you've worked on like a multicam classic. Yeah. Mm,
3: okay. Yeah.
1: This is a very real show business question. I really don't oh, yeah, know I the did answer tons to. Tons of two and a half men's. Did they just use the same houses and (laughs) change the decor or do they make new ones that are because that's like when I was watching the intro to your show. Yeah. There's like a family on the couch scene of the kind where uh, stage left is the front door and behind them there's a diagonal yep. staircase up to the second floor yes. that is like the, you know, the everybody loves Raymond living yes. room set. the Modern
3: family living room set, so, the two and a half men living room set. Is
1: that like a thing where they just figured out some general formats that they can shoot comfortably on camera or is that a thing where they just like make one of them and when the show gets canceled, they just repaint it?
3: I mean, I would have to think number two. I don't have a real answer for you, but like I'm certain like there's so many feet, different famous feet have been on those stairs back there. And when you go up the stairs, there's nothing. There's just like a platform like you just have to stand up there and wait for the rest of the scene to be over because there's nothing back there. You know what?
1: Are you a member of SAG?
0: Yes. The screen actors guild. Yes,
1: I am. I'm, I'm. not, but I am SAG eligible. Oh, and I think we should write a letter to SAG and see if we could get a slide up there.
3: Slide or a or fireman's pole. Fireman's pole. pole. Mm. Definitely want this. A pole. Is why
1: is SAG so busy focusing on streaming residuals when they could be doing stuff that really affects News the day to day, the day to day quality of life of working actors yeah. like. Like me and Judy Greer, two equivalent working yeah, actors. Yeah,
3: almost exactly the same yeah. type I mean, of working actor. Probably
1: both did one episode of Comedy Bang Bang, and that's about <laughs> where our careers end. We did. Yeah. So we have the same career. So you both want
2: poles. We want Mm -hmm.
3: poles. I want to slide down. I don't want to be stuck on that stair platform with the roof dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait.
2: (laughs) Hey, this is my roof. (laughs) Uh, I do do think they reuse um, a lot of that stuff. I think when I, my first PA job, they had a school set. And one of the like uh, crew guys were like, oh yeah, these are the lockers from Buffy. So Woo! yeah, I think they do Buffy just have rockers. like yeah, so I think they do just have a store of, you know, bric-a-brac that they can slide in.
3: I I don't know if this is great material or not, but I had a meeting today with a producer for a movie. Basically, there is a high school, I've been told in Syracuse, New York that is now empty it's for movies. Yeah. And so this company, if i understand it correctly, American High, i believe, is yeah. the production company and they i guess own this school. And so now there's just this like school set you can go and, you know, if you get financing obviously like you can shoot your high school movie at American High in Syracuse, New York.
1: I'll say this, we've when i was making the video series of put this on. This is now I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, something like that, Uh, I emailed Paul Feig, famously well-dressed Paul Feig, and said, can we come and and shoot, you know, like a video profile of you and talk about outfits for a few minutes? And he said, well, yes, I'd love to do it. Uh, I'm making a movie right now. Turned out to be a little movie called Bridesmaids. Heard of it. And uh, he's like, but, you know, we'll have a lunch break. As long as you can do it in fifteen or twenty minutes, I'm glad to do it for you. because he's the nicest man in the Ever, world. I know. Taking a break from shooting his movie Just to be in our dumb web series, and we went and met him at the airplane where you shoot airplane things. Yeah, yeah,
3: I've shot on that airplane, like the airplane.
1: Yeah, it's I like I think it might be the airplane from Airplane. Like that's how airplane it is, and it was bananas because you're like, well, I mean, how many airplanes do you need? One, maybe yeah. two, you know. So yeah, there's just an airplane that's sort of like those dinosaurs in Cabazone. Like if you need <laughs> if you need giant dinosaur statues, you head out to Cabazone. If you I don't need it, they
2: airplane, use those to stand
1: <laughs> in for real dinosaurs in
2: movies i I don't know know. they
3: do oh wow okay wow (laughs) a
2: a hot
1: piece of intel from a cast member of jurassic world i
3: believe you said i carried the film in my introduction
1: (laughs) no i did not say that okay good i said you carried
3: the
0: franchise
3: (laughs) (laughs) i love that there's an airplane i wonder if there's something i could buy like a like a old ballot box or something that could just be like the ballot box for the voting scene in the movie or like if you you had toast
1: off that one. Yeah. I became a king to my child at some point before the pandemic when I found I was in the thrift store. And one thing about being in the thrift store in Los Angeles is that uh, Los Angeles thrift stores are like 85% regular thrift store shit, 15% unwanted crew gifts. Mm hmm. And so I happened to find a Jurassic World, like, duffel bag. Oh, my God. Uh, like, a, it was a pretty, pretty ritzy duffel bag, honestly. <laughs> they weren't cutting any corners on the crew gifts on Jurassic World. And I brought that home to my child. And she, like, she basically was running through walls. She couldn't <laughs> believe it. When I explained to her that that had really been given to a... A best boy oh who God. didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. To Matthew McConaughey? Oh
3: Every winter coat I have has the name of a movie on it that I've been in.
2: <laughs> What's your, okay. Let's let's go down out on this. What's your favorite swag? Best swag you've ever got?
3: Mm, well, I'm Midwestern and I'm very cheap and very practical. So I got this giant Columbia Down jacket from the village mm. that is like one of those big, warm, like Arctic type of jackets that, as a Los Angelino, I do not require, so I would never spend the money on it. But, like, you know, when I travel or I go somewhere cold, like, it's pretty kick-ass to have.
1: Yeah. Like, if you go to the village, for
3: example. I go to the village. The funny thing about the coat is, on our first day of work, they put those coats in all of our trailers with a sign on it that said, this is your set jacket. Do not take it off of set. It's never to be removed from set. When the movie wraps, you can take it home with you. And that day when we were all getting back in the van to go back to the hotel, all of us were wearing it. Like like yeah, none, of actors, none of the actors None of the actors <laughs> were like I know I read the sign and I was like, eh, fuck it. Oops. Can I say that? Yeah. Um so anyway We
1: try and have a little more respect for M. Night Shyamalan than that, but you know.
3: <laughs> Anyway, it was funny to see. Like, I was like, actors just like, we don't care. We were like, we're freezing. We need you a just coat.
2: Take off one crew jacket and then yes, put on yes, another yes. one. You just throw on your wedding planner. Oh gosh, one.
3: I have <laughs> I have Ant-Man winter coat. I have Halloween winter coat. Dang. I have two. I have a raincoat from the village and that winter coat from the village. I have a winter coat from what was the John Cena movie? Oh, Playing with Fire. I have that winter coat. I'm not kidding. I saw these winter coats.
1: Judy Greer fucking works.
2: I would love to see this pile of coats. <laughs> I would love half those coats. What a physical manifestation
1: yeah. of Judy Greer's extraordinary mm-hmm. success in show business. <laughs> this pile of <laughs> winter coats. Winter coats.
3: <laughs> My friend just went on an Alaskan cruise and she was like, do you have a winter coat I can borrow for the cruise? And I was like, yeah, girl. Come All right, over. What do you want? Halloween. Which, uh... which movie? Which movie? <laughs>
2: I got a rest of development one back here. I have I have my living with Fran Chinese finger trap, and it's all I need.
1: <laughs> well, it's all you can get your hands on because your goddamn Cause fingers the, are I'm stuck in, the
0: in there. there yeah. I've
2: been
1: in it this whole time. <laughs> um, well, Judy, it's always a joy to have you here. And I, I hope that everybody will watch Reboot because it's super funny. I mean, look. If it was just Judy Greer, but we got, got Keegan Michael yeah. Key in there. No. All the funnies. God, Jesus Christ, what a murderer. I barely as well. have
3: to do anything there.
1: You're the best one, though. I'm not, look, everyone knows what a fan of Rachel Bloom I am.
3: She is incredible.
1: Probably everybody knows how much I love Keegan Michael Key. People might not know how much I love Paul Reiser, but I talked Judy's yeah, ear off about how genius. great Paul Reiser yeah. is on Red Oaks yep. on Amazon Prime. People know that I like these various actors. You know what I mean? Judy Greer is the best one on there.
0: Aww. Yeah. Aww. yeah. Thank you.
1: Judy Greer gets to wear a duchess outfit. She looks, yeah. she looks both beautiful and hilarious oh my God. in her duchess outfit. That's what you should have taken home from set.
3: The duchess outfit. The duchess, yeah. duchess outfit. I know. Oh, God. I also was excited that I got to wear pretty clothes. Because usually I play like sad moms who shop at... Sad mom stores. <laughs> I'm not going to say the names of them because I don't want to offend anybody. But this one I got to work.
0: What a <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's very fun to see you uh, a little bit like playing glammy. against time. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of like a high status uh, yeah. kind of shit talker. It's really fun.
3: Thanks.
1: Super, super funny. This show's called Reboot. It's on Hulu. You should watch it. I had forgotten after two years of doing uh, Jordan, Jesse, Go Remotely, Jordan, uh, not how much I enjoyed seeing you in person. I did remember that, but just how extraordinary your calves are. I mean, you really are have beautiful. powerful calves. You Look always take calves. the
3: stairs. Uh, Holy I swim.
1: cow. Our producer on the program, Daniel Zafran, Kevin Ferguson, running the board for us this week. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for making the trip. Our producer, Emeritus Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Hey, Jordan, we're on Twitter now. At Jordan Jesse Go, yes, I think <laughs> I posted a meme of a an animated gif of a vanilla milkshake. But because it's a Jordan Jesse Go account, the vanilla milkshake is actually uh, human jisms.
0: <gasps> <laughs>
1: oh, and people say the internet's bad. Oh, it sounds like it's good. Context transforms it. The context yes. of our yes. <laughs> likely Peabody-nominated program makes it. Anyway, that's all I'm just saying. Beautiful gesture. Check out cool memes. We're also personally on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. We're on Instagram uh, at Jordan David Morris at put.this.on. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. All of of those venues, what would you say is the dankest?
2: (sighs) I mean, they're all so dank. Don't make me choose. All right, Daddy. Don't make
1: me choose. I shan't. (laughs) Why, why don't you go back to England?
2: <laughs> I won't. I'll go to hell where I live now.
1: <laughs> what is going on?
2: I think we did the show. <laughs> we did it.
1: Thanks, Judy Greer, we did the show. for taking we did a break show. from being a movie star. We did the show. To do whatever this is.
3: <laughs> we did the
2: show.
1: She's going to go on
3: Letterman tomorrow. <laughs> oh, should we tell him?
1: <laughs> Carson, sorry, Carson. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Have fun on Steve Allen.
2: <laughs> All right. They're going to complain right. okay, about jo- rock we did lyrics. We did, the show. we did
1: the show. Okay. We did the show. <laughs> we did it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jessica. hug you
0: and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.